0: when you save on auto insurance for driving safe with usaa safe pilot you'll feel like a big deal even in a traffic jam save up to 30 percent with usaa safe pilot restrictions apply all right so check this out a few years ago My best friend and fellow English teacher texted me that one of my students had been arrested for indecent exposure on the bus. I was shocked because I never would have imagined this student doing that. On the same day I received the text, my husband and I went to hang with some friends. We were sitting on their couch when I remembered the story of my student's arrest. I said to my husband, hey, one of my students got arrested. My husband said, I know, on the bus or indecent exposure. I asked him, how did you know? He said, you told me a week ago. Now, I tried to explain to him that I had just learned about it that day and if I had known last week, I would have already told my best friend. The fact that she didn't know until that day when she texted me tells me that I wasn't having some sort of memory lapse. But my husband insisted that not only had I told him, but we had searched on his office computer to see if it had made the news yet. I can't explain how my husband knew this story beforehand, but the fact that he specified the charge and location before I could reveal those details tells me that he really did know. And searching for it online is exactly what I would have done, except I didn't. Was that an alternate reality that he experienced? Somebody, please fill me in. Nine years ago, I had an experience that I still can't fully explain. Maybe it was just my brain playing tricks on me, but it was unusual as nothing similar has happened to me either before or since. When I was a teenager, my friend, let's call her Sarah, and I went to a local festival that our town hosts annually. This event is essentially a community gathering with street shops, live music, and the like actually quite boring. However, one special feature is the opening of several historic buildings that are typically closed year-round, except for this day. Now, this part is a bit cringy, but we were weird teens after all. We thought it would be fun to enter the largest of these buildings and search for ghosts or anything paranormal, since we were pretty into that stuff back then. We wandered around the building, which is an old cabin from the 1860s, but the presence of other people somewhat ruined our experience. We decided to wait until everyone else had left before going up to the second floor to start recording. The upper floor of the cabin isn't very big. Once you climb the stairs, you face a small child's bedroom. There's also a short hallway to the left that leads to the master bedroom, with another small closet area inside, and that's all there is up there. Anyway. We went into the child's bedroom first and started recording in there. We joked about the mirror being haunted, made fun of a straw hat that we found, and even joked about seeing a ghost in the window. However, nothing unusual actually happened. And once I got bored of that room, I decided to check out the master bedroom. But Sarah wasn't quite done looking yet, so she stayed. When I was in the master bedroom, I filmed around for a bit and then filmed in a small closet But again, I saw nothing. As I turned out of the closet though, I was surprised by a girl that I hadn't seen before. I didn't even hear her coming in. She asked me what I was doing and being the introvert that I am, I was embarrassed to be recording a closet. So I stopped recording, quietly said, nothing, and then went outside to find Sarah. When I got outside, however, Sarah wasn't there. And a minute later, she came out and she asked, why did you just leave me in there? When I explained that I thought she'd left me and that I had encountered a random girl, Sarah said, that was me. You just ignored me. That's when things became really strange. The girl that I saw didn't resemble Sarah at all. Sarah is short, blonde with blue eyes and was wearing a white shirt with shorts that day. The girl that I saw was much taller, had dark brown hair and eyes, a longer face, and was wearing a dark blue shirt. I never looked to see what type of pants she was wearing, but her voice was deeper than Sarah's as well. It was like talking to an entirely different person. After that, I really didn't believe that it was Sarah that I saw, so I decided to look at the recording. But of course, I cut it off while I was filming in the closet just before the girl approached me. I distinctly remember stopping the recording after seeing the girl since I was feeling embarrassed about filming in a closet, so that really confused me. It was like something you'd see in a horror movie where you think you have proof, only for it to miraculously disappear. Unfortunately, I don't have the video anymore since this was almost a decade ago, and even if I did, it would only show me filming the room before it abruptly ended in the closet. I'm sure anyone reading this might be a little skeptical, as I would be too, but it's definitely one of the most unusual experiences I've ever had. As I said, it could have been my brain playing tricks on me, but you'd think experiences like this would happen to me more often if that were the case. So some of you may also think that I was just imagining it since I was specifically looking for ghosts, but we'd done that countless times before with nothing like this ever happening. I also don't think I'd imagine a ghost that looked so lifelike. This was like encountering any other person on the street. It didn't seem paranormal at all. All I know is that it's an experience I'll never forget. This person includes an update that's rather long. They say, after replying to comments, I was reminded of other experiences that happened to us after this that are related, so I'll share them now. There are two things that I'd like to point out. However, I was 16 at the time, and she was 15, so we were young, but not like little kids or anything. I'd also like to point out that Sarah and I were mentally in sync, if that makes sense. I mean, we thought almost exactly the same to the point where it was creepy. We even used to make fun of it. She's a very positive person, and I'm a very negative person, so we'd make fun of that old opposites attract proverb. I mean, we were so in sync that we'd almost have at least 12 jinx moments where we would say the exact same thing at the same time every time we saw each other. And these weren't common expressions either. These were just random sentences and phrases every single time. We actually wondered if we knew each other in past lives, and that's why we had that connection. I'm not sure if past lives are real, but if they are, I have no doubt that we'd have met. We also had this weird ability where we seemed to be able to sense when one of us was about to call or text we'd get this feeling and within a minute it would happen it was such a strong connection that our other friends even noticed it and pointed it out to us several times so we knew that it wasn't just us that all sounds completely made up but i promise it's not i've never had that connection with anybody else in my life and i'm afraid that we lost it After she moved, and then we lost contact, but I cherish those memories. It was such an unreal experience, and one that I hope everybody can have at some point in their life, but I don't think many do. Anyway, the reason I decided to bore you with that long explanation is because when I saw the strange girl in the cabin, that was apparently Sarah, it really did seem like a completely different person. I didn't have the special connection with this girl, that it was like talking to a complete stranger. I think that's one of the reasons why I remember the experience so well. All right, well, I'll get on to the other two experiences that I was reminded of and I think are related to this one. The first happened the afternoon after we visited the cabin. During our time in the cabin, we took this old shoe buckle that we found. We weren't the best of people. It was about an inch and a half or two inches long, and that afternoon we were jumping on her trampoline with it, trying not to get hit by it, because why not, right? I distinctly remember that it fell off five times. Up until the fifth time that it fell off, we had no problem seeing where it landed and then retrieving it within a few seconds, but on the fifth time, we couldn't find it. We both saw exactly where it fell off and it was right between the springs so it couldn't have gone far. We both searched for it for about an hour, both under and within a 50 foot radius of the trampoline, but we just couldn't find it. I even went back a little later with my metal detector and it was nowhere to be found. To this day, we've never found it and we both joked at the time that it probably went into another dimension. Weird right? The second experience is very similar to that one. We also took this old button from the cabin at the same time we took the buckle. Again, not the best of people. (laughs) And after we spent about an hour looking for the vanishing buckle, we decided to do the same thing with the button. And I'm not kidding when I say that it also disappeared the first time that it fell off. After that, we decided just to go inside because it was creepy that two things from the cabin disappeared in the exact same way. The difference here is that we actually found the button about a week later in the clothes basket in her closet, and she swears to me that she didn't go looking for it after I'd left. There's always the possibility that she did look for it and just planted it there, but it didn't seem like she was lying. And we had an excellent ability to tell when the other was lying because of that special connection that we had. I do still have that button as well. Well, after writing all this down, it does seem like a far-fetched tale, but this really was just one long, unusual series of events. I've never had anything quite like it happen before or since. I'm sure there could be a logical explanation for everything that's happened, or maybe it was just really a series of unlikely coincidences. I'll never know for sure. So, you can make of it what you will. I do know for sure that she and I had a connection unlike anything that I've ever experienced, so I at least know that that much is true. And maybe that connection is why these weird things happen to us. Hey, it's me. If you didn't already know, I am a husband and a father I run multiple YouTube channels, and I have a full-time job where I'm in charge of my team. All of those things, while incredibly rewarding, are also pretty draining. I find myself struggling to focus on the thing in front of me because I'm worried about literally anything else. Or at least I was. This episode is sponsored by Magic Mind, and since I've been taking their daily shot, I just finished day 11. My productivity, my focus, and my creativity levels are all up i'm not nervous about weird things that i have no control over and my memory is better too now this isn't a replacement for my coffee or my energy drinks i'm just taking this alongside with what i'm already doing now the ingredients in this shot are all natural they include things like matcha ashwagandha and cordyceps mushrooms now those mushrooms are not the ones from the last of us but they are powerful nonetheless now if you're sitting there and you have feelings of stress anxiety. If it's hard for you to focus and if it's difficult for you to relax, I want to congratulate you because you are a human. <laughs> Good for you. If you want to take what I take to fix all those things, go to magicmind.com scary and use my code scary 20 to get up to 56% off. That's S C A R Y two zero magicmind.com scary. My code is scary 20. It's awesome. You're going to get up to 56% off for the next 10 days. Now, Magic Mind is one of the few companies that have a 100% money-back guarantee, no questions asked. And there's really no risk. If you don't like it, they'll refund you within three to four hours. But I do. I use it. I like it. It helps. If it's hard for you to feel 100% some days, I'd really encourage you to try this out. I'd get the 30-pack if I were you. It's the best value. For my birthday on Sunday, my mom wrapped a bunch of my childhood things that she's found in the storage over the past few months. I'm a very sentimental person, so this was an amazing gift. The most exciting thing that she found was one of my troll dolls. It's an Easter troll that my grandparents gave me when I was little. He has a little white jumpsuit with colored eggs on it and a little bunny ear headband. This little guy is extra special to me because both of my grandparents have passed. When I unwrapped it, the ears were missing. She said, Wait, his ears aren't in there? I had them. I think I I know where they are. So yesterday, I went up to my parents' house to visit. I brought the troll so I wouldn't forget to grab the bunny ears. And when I took the troll out of my purse, my mom said to my dad, Where are the ears? They were on the back of the chair. They weren't there anymore, though. While she looked for them... I went into my childhood bedroom to look for something else, and placed right in the middle of my Care Bear desk was the bunny ear headband. I saw it as soon as I walked in my room in plain sight, so I grabbed it and went back out to the living room. When I got out there, my mom said, here you go, and held up the bunny ears, identical. Identical bunny ears. I was like, um, mom? And then I held up the bunny ears that I had found in my room, and we were both like, what the frick? I only had one Easter troll, and he only had one headband. And these headbands that we were both holding were identical. They were exactly the same in every way, except the one that she found had a broken band. I threw the broken one in the garbage. The placement of the one that I found in my room is really strange. I thought my mom had put it there so it wouldn't get lost, and there was nothing else on the desk, and she doesn't really meddle in my bedroom. Every time I go up there, things are exactly the way I left them. That headband sure as heck was not there the last time I was there. I would have put it away with my old toys. I have OCD and everything has its place. It gets weirder though. Today, I texted my mom and asked her not to take out the garbage. I decided I wanted to keep the broken headband as proof that this happened. I mean, it was just too weird to ignore. And She responded, ''What?'' So I repeated myself. I said, ''I want the bunny ear headband that I threw away, so I'm gonna have to dig through your garbage the next time I come up.'' She said, ''It's on the table.'' And I said, ''What? No, I threw it away.'' She said, ''So you didn't take one?'' I said, ''Yeah, I did. I took one.'' I took the one that wasn't broken. And she replied, Well, the one on the table here isn't broken either. Now I just feel crazy. I've experienced a lot of really weird stuff in my life, and I have a list of them written down, and this is easily one of the weirdest things that I've ever experienced. I keep trying to rationalize it, but I just... I can't. I only had one Easter troll doll. One. And the magic, broken twin bunny ear headband climbed out of the garbage onto the dining room table and then it mended itself no way there has to be an explanation but there just isn't one this author also includes an update that says i mistakenly thought the garbage had been picked up and it had not been though it was still on the curb my dad took the liberty of digging through it and he couldn't find the third pair of bunny ears It's crazy I worked at a bar and restaurant for two years. I have a great memory and only really recreationally smoked a little weed, and not during any of this and never before or during work, by the way. I became genuine friends with a handful of colleagues and at least friendly with almost everybody. One day, completely out of the blue, everyone had different names. Mark was James, James was Mark, and so on. And now these names are just hypothetical for privacy reasons. But I was in complete shock and I've never been able to explain it. I'm good with names and these people were on my Facebook. As a manager, I even onboarded some of these people and saw official documentation. And the names all shifted. No new names were added, just swapped around. Can anybody tell me what happened? I live in a small apartment complex about two kilometers from my town. Today I had to go buy new work pants and went to get in my car and a guy was standing in my driveway just staring at me. He was wearing some distinct clothing, large blue headphones, a light grey trench coat and had long black hair. My driveway is a dead end, there's no reason for a stranger to be standing there so I asked him if he was okay and he looked at me and then started walking out of my driveway. As I was pulling out of my driveway to the main road, I watched him closely because the thought of him being up to no good had crossed my mind. I pulled out and watched him in my rear view for as long as I could see him, and he continued to walk in the same direction that I was driving, so I thought nothing more of it. I arrived at the department store and parked only a few meters from the entrance, and I walked in. While driving, the trip only takes about three or four minutes, but walking, it's about a 15 minute walk. And to my surprise, as soon as I walked in, that same guy is standing in the store staring at me. There is no mistaken identity. This guy had a distinct look and very distinct clothing. I make eye contact and he turned his back and briskly walked away. There's no logical way that he could have arrived at that store before me Even if he got into a car further down the road, I was well ahead of him, and the time it took for me to park and enter the store was no more than 30 seconds. It freaked me out because I'm a logical person, and I can't for the life of me figure this out. This submitter has an edit that includes, also, my next door neighbor has CCTV, and I asked her to check to see if there was a guy standing on our drive at the time, and sure enough, he was there. I had to ask because I thought I was going crazy. Several years ago, I was driving along westbound I-44, planning to get off at the second roll of Missouri exit to head towards Salem to visit my former mother-in-law. It was dark outside, but not super late and my daughters were with me. They were probably around 10 or 12 years old at the time. It felt like we'd been on the highway too long, but we still hadn't reached the first Rolla exit, so I assumed I was just misjudging how long I'd actually been driving for. Then I came to the rest area that's a little ways past Rolla, and a deep confusion set in that freaked me right the hell out. Freaked my girls out too, because none of us understood how we could have passed Rolla without seeing it. It's a college town with at least three highway exits and you can't drive past them all without noticing at least some of the town lit up. Yet, we did, somehow. Or maybe the town just was straight up not there when we passed through, I honestly don't know. I turned the car around at the rest area and headed back towards where Rolla should have been and had always been until that night. And there it was. Now, there's no way that all three of us missed it the first time. It just wasn't there. WTF. One night, during the summer of 2021, a friend and I were driving around northern Illinois. We both saw a black square on the bottom of the moon. We were completely sober and well-rested when we saw this, but it freaked us out. Our first thought was that it could possibly be a new building in the distance, a new tall building that we were viewing from a weird angle that somehow blocked the moon. But even this idea seemed very unlikely to us. There were some trees around us, so I drove to an open field to get a better look at it. And to our surprise, there was no building. Nothing was obstructing our view at all. The moon was flickering a bit like a broken screen it lasted for a minute and then went back to normal. I think my friend tried to take a video, but it didn't show up very well. I'll have to ask her to double check, though. I know she definitely remembers the incident, because we bring it up every so often. Has anyone ever seen the moon do this? I've seen videos of moon waves, but this was entirely something different. I know I found another post on here where someone claims to have seen the same thing that I did, but... It was in 2006, which is really, really freaky. I was wondering if anyone else has had any similar experiences or ideas of what this could have been. So basically, a few months ago, my friends and I were driving around town when we get to this mile or two long stretch of road that passes through a bunch of fields. I live in the Midwest, so that's pretty common. And we noticed that every single car, only on the opposite side of the road, all pulled over all at once. I thought, huh, must be an emergency vehicle approaching. But no, there was nothing. Now keep in mind, all the cars on my side of the road were still driving normally. After a bit, I noticed that first of all, it's a weird amount of cars on the road since... I live in a somewhat small town, but I also notice that every single freaking car we pass, all of the occupants are staring dead ahead, and one by one, as I personally pass these people, they all of a sudden continue driving like nothing happened. Now, you think that's weird, but it happened down the entire stretch of road until we got to the stop sign at the end of the road, which is a T-shaped intersection and I notice that every car to my left and right of me are pulled over as well. As I continue driving after the stop sign, all the cars to my right all start driving at the same time, and all the cars on my left do the same thing. Right as I pass them, they just pull back onto the road, and they keep driving. This happens down the entire stretch of that road as well, and once we get to the end, it's just business as usual. Another side note, I told this story to a friend of mine who believes a bunch of conspiracies and stuff like that and even before I said what road it happened on, he knew exactly what road I was on because one time, him and his mom were driving on that same road and they kept passing the same stuff over and over again. Here's the TLDR. Me and a group of friends passed a bunch of cars pulled over for no reason and they all kept driving as soon as I passed them. This glitch happened to me a few years ago. I live in the valley and I've been living here for the past 13 years, so I'm very familiar with the city streets. One night, around 8 p.m., my best friend and I were watching movies and we got hungry. We hopped in my car and headed for some food. I had just made a left turn onto the street of the restaurant when all of a sudden, this old school looking red car with black trim came down the opposite side of the street, zooming. He was going straight. It caught our attention immediately. We both followed the car with our eyes. My best friend in the passenger seat even turned her head and it was gone once he crossed the intersection. Just like that. Here's a side note. My best friend and I usually always turn our head when we see a car zooming by because it's usually annoying and we like to make snarky comments. But this time, we both looked at each other and we both asked, Where'd the car go? We tried to think logically, assuming the brake lights probably didn't work but the headlights were on. So even if the brake lights were out, we should have been able to see the car's headlights reflecting on the pavement. The street he went up is a street my best friend and I have been on hundreds of times because it leads up to the park where we frequent that has a view of our city. Even at the speed he was going, there's no possibility that he turned down a street. The nearest opening is about a half mile up from the intersection. We came to the conclusion that he vanished and we never really talked about it again. It wasn't until 2021 when I discovered what a glitch in the matrix was and that I now consider that situation might've been a glitch in the matrix after hearing weird car stories from others. Thank you for reading. So my partner my sibling and i were on vacation we got there later than anticipated on our first day but we still really wanted to see the beach even though it closed within the hour we drove to the nearest access hiked down the dune and spent about 30 minutes just sitting by the water no one else was there the waves kept getting more intense and we decided the water was telling us that it was probably time to leave i looked at the time as we were getting up it said 11:12 p.m. We picked up our stuff and my sibling looked at their phone just before we began trekking back and it said 11:15 p.m. That's 3 minutes. Now, it was a pretty lengthy and steep hike back up the dune and my sibling has kind of a bum leg. It took us about 5 minutes to get from the car, which was at 10:42 when we got out, down the dune and then to the beach, which was at 10:47 when we'd been on the beach for seconds at that time. Now, my partner had gone back up to the car almost immediately and they texted me, by the way, it's gonna take you 20 minutes to get back up because it'd taken them a while. They're also more physically fit than me or my sibling. I didn't get the text until we were back in the car due to no signal though. So again, it took us three minutes to clean up our stuff and it was 11.15 when we began going back About halfway up, we had to stop and sit on a bench for at least two or three minutes to catch our breath, drink some water, cool down, and rest my sibling's leg. We weren't moving fast by any means whatsoever, and we had to stop again and stand for a minute before we finally reached the top. When we did, we got in the car, and the time on our phones said 11.19 p.m. My sibling immediately said, we shifted realities, And honestly, that's the only logical explanation that I can come up with. (laughs) There's no way that we both read our phones incorrectly. They're both military time for those that care. Now, how the F did we make it back up in less time than it took us to get down? This person also includes an edit that says, I also remember crossing my fingers that it wasn't after midnight. It seemed to take forever, and I honestly would have believed it if it had been after midnight. I was anxious that it was taking us as long as it was, and I was expecting my partner to show up any moment because we'd been gone forever. Looking back, how that walk back felt in the moment was weird AF. It felt like the time slowed way down, and we were moving so slowly. Internally, we were both fighting for our lives too, but I figured... That was just because we weren't necessarily in great shape, and we both very likely have POTS, and my sibling's leg was really messed up. He had a dislocated knee that they dealt with regularly, but had issues getting it back relocated that time and wasn't fully mobile. I could feel every bit of blood and tissue, every vibration in my body, and I was hyper aware of my heart, the blood pumping through it what the beats felt like deep in my chest, and then it felt like I could follow the blood throughout my entire body. My head and thinking process felt weird. It was really fuzzy, kind of jelly and slow in the deepest parts of my brain. I I really don't know how to describe it. It was kind of like everything around me was blurred out because there was so much going on within, like my tissues had become TV static and focusing on them and my ability to think was the only way to keep it all together and make it to the top. I can't speak for my siblings' experience, although I am going to ask them about it, but shortly after we sat down, we talked about how fast and hard our hearts were beating, how odd it all felt, and about how it stopped all of a sudden and seemed to be in balance again, just like that. Then we started walking again, and the pressurized, hyper-aware feelings came back. For me, it was definitely different from being out of breath due to physical activity. And then, this time before we stopped and stood for a few seconds, it all stopped like nothing had been out of balance, which is also very different from our typical experiences with physical exercise. It was so weird, and we talked about how weird it was in the moment too. It could definitely just be oxygen deprivation and or blood pressure fluctuation, but man, it was so strange. If you or someone you know is having thoughts of suicide or experiencing a mental health or substance use crisis, 988 provides 24-7 compassionate support and connection to trained counselors. When you call, text, or chat 988, you'll be quickly connected to trained counselors who will listen to your concerns, provide support, and connect you to additional resources if needed. There is hope. The lifeline works. You are not alone. For 24-7 support, just call, text, or chat 988. Most of us have clothes that we've loved for years, maybe even decades. But it's harder than ever to find clothes that will stand the test of time. So before you update your closet this summer, take a look at American Giant. From hoodies and t-shirts to denim and more, they've got everything you need to build a wardrobe that you'll be proud of for summers to come. American Giant is made in the USA. That ensures that they can deliver items of exceptional quality. But it also creates jobs across the country. You're not just buying clothes that last. You're helping create a lasting change in the communities where they're made and a connection to the seamsters, cutters, and factory workers who make them. Discover the American Giant difference today. Shop wardrobe essentials that last a lifetime at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your order when you use code LT23 at checkout. That's 20% off at American-Giant.com. Promo code LT23.